This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Tonight, I'm asking this question, family. Is America a blessed nation or a wicked nation? And I want you guys to weigh in. In a little bit, I'm going to post a link for you to join this chat. All you got to do is just click the link. You can come on right from your phone or your laptop. But let me show you or tell you rather how I even got into this discussion. So I'm talking to a buddy of mine, childhood friend, my buddy, my best friend. He's still in the world. You know what I mean? He's not born again. Mine is not renewed. And but we've been friends since third grade. And so basically I'm kind of texting him a little bit and he sends me a link and a link that he sends me is of a senator. And this particular senator is uh, a, a senator out of Rhode Island. And she is a black woman and she, you know, boasting the fact that she's queer. That's the term she uses. Right. And she is basically upside down in a bikini twerking. Now, I don't know if any of y'all have seen this. God bless you, Brother Jay, Sister Corinne, Sister Brittany. God bless everybody joining on. I don't know if y'all have seen this. Right. But she was like upside on the beach twerking. And then afterwards, she says, vote, vote Senator Ray. I guess that's her name. So he says that to me and, you know, I start asking him about morality and stuff like that and where our morality comes from, because I'm just trying to get his wheels turning to really to really see why he even thinks this is inappropriate, because the reason he sent it to me is because obviously he, he feels it's ridiculous. He feels it's inappropriate that this woman should not be a United States senator and she's twerking on a beach in a bikini asking for uh, votes. Right. And so we're not here to talk about that tonight necessarily, but this is how we got on the topic, because I made the point to him. I said, well, if she doesn't have knowledge or revelation or an acknowledgement of God, she doesn't have a moral compass. So who's to say if she's right or wrong? And I asked him where he got his morality from. And I went on to 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 go off of what he said. And I said, well, our morality because one of the things he said was it comes from society, right? And I said, well, our society is based off of Judeo-Christian values. I know some people don't like when I use that term, but basically it's based off of Christian values because of the people that established this country. And I went on to say that America has been blessed because it acknowledges God and it has Christian values but if we keep doing stuff like that lady twerking on the beach in a bikini and all these other agendas that we see going on in society, America is going to lose its blessing. So as soon as I said that, he was completely off the woman twerking and his whole focus was what makes America a blessed nation. And I said, well, America is a blessed nation because it acknowledges God, because it was founded by people who had Christian values. A lot of the settlers that came over here, they came over here so that they could be able to, uh, you know, basically uh, worship God freely the way that they wanted to. 
And so this opened up a whole can of worms because his point, and he does make a valid point, and that's why I'm having this discussion tonight. I literally want to get you guys' feedback and opinion. His point is how can America be considered a nation blessed by God when America has done so much evil and it has so much blood on its hands, primarily slavery is the thing he cites because that's near and dear to his heart. And his thing is like, you know, how can you say that America is blessed by God when it's so corrupt? It's a corrupt nation. And so we went back and forth and we're kind of kind of talking about it. And it got me to thinking his thing is what America has done to people. You know, the colonizers came over here and they colonized the people that were already here. Then they went and got some more people from Africa and brought them over here, assimilated them and put them through slavery and hard bondage and all of that. And so I was explaining to him that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And I was also explaining to him that war, and this is unpopular to say, even slavery is not foreign to God. What do I mean by that? If you look in the Old Testament, all throughout the Old Testament, there are constant examples of God telling his people to go to war, right? Joshua was a warrior. David was a warrior. David had so much war that God couldn't even give him the throne or help him to build the temple rather because he had so much blood on his hands. And then when you look at the time of Egypt, right now you're looking at Moses and you're looking at the fact that Israel was in hard bondage under Pharaoh in Egypt. And now you're also looking at the fact that um, God told Abraham this ahead of time. He said, I'm going to give you a nation, right? I'm, I'm going to give you a heritage. But then God woke Abraham up out of his sleep one day. I think it was Abraham, either Abraham or Jacob. I'm pretty sure it was Abraham. And he said that you have a people, but they're going to be in slavery for about 400 years. So all of this is kind of kind of happening, right? And all of these are principles. And one of the points I made to him, this is very unpopular to say, but I was like, America can still be a blessed nation and still have uh, colonized those people, participated in the transatlantic slave trade and pushed this imperialism throughout the world because a lot of America's imperialism is based on Christianity. So if God wants to get his message of Christianity throughout the world, so be it. My thing is, we don't know what those people will work with the Native Americans, and there's no disrespect to any ethnicity or anything like that, but we don't know who or what they were worshiping before those settlers got here. We don't know what the common religion in America was before they got here. And we can pretty much be assured it probably wasn't Christianity, right? Uh, we don't know what those Africans who got put into slavery were worshiping. Maybe God had to introduce them and break that off of them. Maybe that was punishment for some idolatry. My point is that there's just a whole lot of variables that could be working behind the scenes that we just might not know. And what we do know is that these people came here, okay, they established laws based off of the principles of Christianity, not, not saying they were flawless and all of that, 
And for the longest time, America has identified as a Christian nation. Has it dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's? No. Has it been upstanding? No, not necessarily. Right. Um, was slavery an atrocity? Yes, it was. Because even though I mentioned that God is not uh, foreign to slavery, the type of slavery that the slave masters in America conducted is not what the Bible teaches, because the Bible teaches in the New Testament when Christians are being given Christian instruction. I want to say this might be in, in Peter. I could be wrong, but it basically says, masters, you need to treat your servants well because you have a master in heaven. You have a master in Christ, right? Who is your head, who is over top of you. So the Bible never condoned the lynching or, or, or it's, you know, under this New Testament, the Bible doesn't condone any of, of the stuff that we're used to seeing in that imagery. But regardless of the case, it happened, right? It did happen and America did it. And so that was my case for America um, being blessed. He asked me, what does it mean to be blessed? I said, well, look at America. We've been a premier flagship country for a long time now. We are a blessed nation, especially compared to other blessed nations. I said health, wealth, and prosperity, right? Health, wealth, and prosperity. Um, there was something else I said, but the point being, you know, we have resources. Uh, most people in America don't have to, we don't miss any meals here. In fact, we got obesity issues. Um, we have social services there's just a lot. I mean, I don't have to explain America to you guys. You guys are familiar with America. Most of us live in America. So I've always looked at it as if this country acknowledges God, we will have the favor of God. Now, is America still acknowledging God? That's a different question. We're going to get into that in a moment. On the flip side of America being wicked, right? Now we're looking at those things I mentioned, the slavery, the atrocities, the wars overseas. Oh, that's the other thing. I said peace. Peace is a, a, an example of blessing. We have not had war on American soil, um, but we've had war in other places. Um, you know, there's, there's just a whole lot of other things we've done. Whole lot of corruption in America. But I was explaining to him. There's not a country that exists that doesn't have blood on its hands, right? Because we live in the world and the quality of life that you have as a black man in America, you're probably in the 99 percentile quality of life when it comes to human history. We wake up. We've not missed any meals. My friend has a job. He's had a job his entire adult life. He has his own house. Uh, you know, he has a car. He doesn't want for anything. I'm not saying that his life is perfect. I'm not saying that he hasn't faced challenges. I'm just saying that in if you look at human history, the quality of life that we have in America is probably in like the 99th percentile when it comes to luxury, amenities, resources, opportunity, all of these different things. And it's afforded to us because of what we call America which is the land of the free is called the land of the free and the home of the brave. Okay. Um, I want to talk about some other stuff though. 
like the wicked things. Um, I want to talk about the structure of America because his argument was that just because America has these things like resources and money doesn't mean that it's being blessed by God, right? It could simply mean that America is wicked, it's exercised its power, and basically it is just in control right now, okay? And it got me to thinking a little bit about the money, okay? Got me thinking a little bit about the money, about the American dollar, and you know, if you want to know anything about a country, you want to look at their money because a lot of times at the country, they're going to have the, the you know, like the president or historical figure on the money, different things like that. But the American dollar, a lot of you know this already, but the American dollar is very peculiar because it doesn't just have, uh, it doesn't just have uh i don't know if you guys can really see this give me one second to make this larger on the screen for you um america we we are we are america but for some reason we have an egyptian pyramid on our money <laughs> has anybody ever thought about this why are we america but we have an egyptian pyramid on our money what sense does that even make and then we have this Latin writing. We know Latin comes from Rome, right? Uh, so symbolically, when you look at uh, our money and what our money is symbolizing, right? Um, you have this pyramid and then you have this capstone that's on top of the pyramid. Now, in this capstone in America, we have an eye. OK, <laughs> just an eyeball. You just got an eyeball sitting right on your money. And that eye, OK, represents this particular illustration says that this is the illuminated eye. You see there has illumination around it. Uh, the great architect Lucifer, it does represent that. But what it also represents. Uh, going back to Egypt, this represents the eye of Horus. OK. The eye of Horus, or sometimes uh, you might hear it called be called the eye of Ra. Okay, let me look that up real quick. Up, uh, but mainly, this is referring to the eye of Horus when it comes to to Egypt. Okay, so stick with me. I'm I'm, I'm kind of going somewhere with this. Then, as far as the wording is concerned, you have this word, Anuit. Coeptus, which set, which stands for announcing uh, conception. So right where this pyramid is about to, the top of this pyramid is about to connect with the bottom of the pyramid. You have this phrase that says announcing conception. So once this capstone falls on and links with this pyramid, it means that something is going to be formed, right? And so then right under this, we have a banner. It says Novus Ordo Seclorum which means secular new order, or another way of saying that is new world order. And then also, when we go to the right side of the dollar, we have this American eagle, but this American eagle is not really an American eagle. What this really symbolizes is the phoenix rising, or it also represents the god Horus, all right? Um, 
which is an eagle-like figure. So let me see if I can pull that up on the screen. And I'm only bringing this up because I'm trying to make the point that maybe there is something about the fabric of America that might be evil. Maybe there is something about the fabric of America, okay, that is the same spirit of bondage that was found in Egypt and found in Rome. Two kingdoms that previously existed, previously were in power, previously were the world powers of that time. Okay, Rome was a kingdom, Egypt was a kingdom, and America is a kingdom. Um, America is a kingdom. So let me share this one last image and then I'm going to throw the link in here and somebody can hop on and just kind of like, tell me what you think a little bit about, um, about what I'm saying here, Greg, are you, are you far off? You know what I'm saying? Are you right on point? You know what I mean? I'm just throwing it out there. Why do we have all of this? Why do we have a pyramid? There's no pyramids in America at all. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. So why do we have it on our money? Uh, but this is the ancient god Horus, uh, comes from ancient Egypt. And even when you look at uh, Horus here as a bird, this this symbol right here is a little bit more, is a little bit closer to um, our money. So if you look here, this is closer to our American Eagle on the dollar bill. And this right below it is the eye of Horus that I was referring to earlier. All of these things from Egypt, that same spirit is very prevalent in our culture, is right on our money. And then even when you look at certain things like the monument here in Washington, D.C., the monument is basically an obelisk, right? Uh, an obelisk is something that derives from Egyptian mythology. I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say it was Osiris. I could be wrong, but basically the dude Osiris got into some issue with some woman or something and somebody I'm butchering the story. I don't study Egyptian mythology, but I just learned this stuff a little while back. Basically somebody chopped up his body into like 13 parts or something like that. And he found all of his body parts, but he never found his, his man part. And so the man part is displayed in our country. When you look at uh, obelisks like um, like the monument in D.C., like the thing that's over there in Paris, and they actually have some in Egypt as well. Right. All of these different things kind of stem from that mythology, which happened in Egypt. So I don't want to get too far off off topic, but what I'm trying to present to you guys right now is I'm trying to present both cases of America, a blessed nation that's blessed by God or America, a, a wicked and evil nation um, that just happens to be in power right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this StreamYard link and all you have to do is click this link. You don't have to come on your, your video if you don't want to. Um, you can certainly just come on and just do the audio if you don't want to show your face. But if you want to call in, you can just click that link. What I'm really saying here is um, there's a lot of moving parts. And it, and it might be a more complex answer than we can answer. Maybe America is blessed by God currently because of the people 
that choose to worship God, but maybe the spirit of America is, is wicked, or maybe it's just that Satan is the little G God of this world and he's in our money or in our systems. Here's where I kind of stand right here. And uh, you guys can talk me into this or talk me out of this. I believe America is a blessed nation. And I believe it's a blessed nation because we acknowledge God. We serve God. We've been a Christian nation. I don't think that's going to last very long at this rate. Now, I was encouraged at the Roe versus Wade decision because what it sort of told me a little bit is that maybe the tide is turning a little bit as far as our laws are concerned, you know, to, to something that favors God because God is not in the business of, of, of killing um, innocent people, innocent babies or anything like that. So I was encouraged by that. That was like a glimmer of hope. But generally speaking, what America really strikes me as right now is it strikes me as a nation that has been blessed with freedom. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Here's the thing about liberty. I think once somebody once said, it might have been Eleanor Roosevelt, they said with great freedom comes great responsibility. And the thing about America is that we've become so free and we've become so uh, blessed by God and so spoiled, right? That has gotten to the point where we're, we're like so spoiled that we're spoiled for our own good. And we've taken this freedom and we've used this freedom not the not to be able to serve God and glorify God, but we've used the freedom to do exactly what the Bible tells us not to do. The Bible says in Galatians um, chapter five, I got it up here on the screen. Uh, well, I thought I did. Maybe I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. It says in Galatians chapter five um, that we can have liberty but we can't use our liberty as an occasion for the flesh. Okay. We can't use it as an occasion for the flesh. And this is kind of talking about the difference between the law and the freedom in Christ, the law of the flesh versus the law of the spirit. But this same principle still applies either way. Right. And so let's read a little bit of Galatians chapter five. Galatians chapter five says, stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Once again, Paul, uh, Paul is writing the church in Galatia about the difference between being under the law and being under grace. Verse four says this, Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. So basically, if you try to justify yourself by the law, you, you forfeit grace. Okay, so you, we can't have both, right? It's like he says it right here in chapter four, chapters three and four, right? He says that if you try to first chapter three, if you basically he's saying if you try to do one part of the law, you're indebted to do the whole law. 
Then in verse four, he says, Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we through the spirit wait for the hope of right of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Okay, he goes on. To, I'm going to scroll down a little bit, even though I do like this uh, this uh, book a lot, this chapter a lot. So he says um, in verse 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, he goes on to talk about the lust of the flesh. Um, the point I'm trying to really get here is um, when we have freedom, we have liberty. Right, we have liberty. So he says, okay, this is the uh, verse I want. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And what we've done in America is we have used it as an occasion for the flesh, right? We've used it as an opportunity to be so free that we're just going to do what we want to do. We're going to eat how we want to eat, sleep with who we want to sleep with, uh, you know, um, be attracted to who or whatever we want to be attracted to. Uh, we're going to kill who we want to kill. There's just been a whole lot of wickedness. And I believe that um, we are on the brink of being judged if we're not being judged already. Personally, I think we're being judged actively. Uh, I believe Joe Biden is judgment on America. I believe Joe Biden is a symbol of America. Um, right now he's, uh, he can barely stand up straight. He can't ride a bicycle without falling off. He can't walk up the steps without falling up the steps. Um, some people say he's perverted, you know, he's like to sniff people hair and stuff like that. I don't know him personally. All I'm simply saying is old, stale, hanging on to some things that it used to be. It just doesn't look good right now and and inept, very inept. And I just think that that's a symbol of what's going on in this moment. Inflation is a judgment. Um, the gas prices, we know what that's like. Food prices. Hopefully this stuff subsides. But if it doesn't, you know what I mean? What are people going to do? I know folks that have been laid off. Um that are looking for jobs. They they are, are in between jobs. Their co-workers have been laid off. These companies are beginning to cut costs because the cost of everything is going up. The companies are looking at their bottom dollar and they're saying, okay, where can I realize savings? And for most businesses, the 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 the, the thing that takes up the most resources usually is is employee capital. It's your workers. And so some of these companies are saying, if I can cut down on my workers, right, um, if I can kind of kind of let them uh, go, then now I'll have more money on my bottom line. So so the economy right now is not good uh, right now. 
it's it's looking good because so many people were not working in 2020 and 2021 and now some of them are starting to get their jobs back right so it's making it appear as if the economy is thriving but when you go to the grocery store and you fill up your tank and you start looking at your bills and you realize that your job is not giving you a raise to accommodate the raise that happened in these prices and meanwhile, the government is continuously printing out money that's not backed by anything. Now you got to begin to ask yourself the question, OK, um, how long how long is this going to be sustainable? How long is this going to be sustainable? So um, I'm asking you all a question tonight. If you don't want to click in, that's fine. But I want to at least type it in for me. Is America a blessed nation or is it a wicked nation? Um, I'm really curious to see what everyone has to say. So what I'm going to do now is get into some of the comments and see what everybody is talking about. I greet and welcome everybody. I thank y'all for coming on and talking with me a little bit. Uh, Moni's talking about that Senator I was talking about. She said, that's ridiculous. I've heard of her twerking, but I didn't, but didn't watch the video. Well, I seen a video <laughs> and it was wrong. But I will say this, she just might win. <laughs> she just might win. Let me stop joking around. Um, yeah, and the thing about it is it's kind of hard to find a video actually now. Uh, I was trying to show somebody this video to explain them what I'm explaining to y'all tonight. And I couldn't really find it on YouTube. I had to go to Instagram and like see it in somebody else's video. So she did it, but it seems like they might be trying to get like get rid of it. You know what I mean? But that particular lady, as I mentioned, she her calling card is very the fact that she's black and queer, you know, very liberal and stuff like that. So we kind of know how that goes. Sister Corinne says, I believe once a nation recognizes Jesus Christ is as their Lord, then they are blessed. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit in a moment. I'm going to talk about what the Bible actually says about a blessed nation. Now, the tricky thing about the word nation in the Bible is sometimes it means like nation and sometimes it means a people. Right. But even America, the, the, the concept of America is one nation under God. So even though we're not one race or ethnicity of people. Right. We're supposed to supposedly we're one nation under God. At least that's what they say. In the Pledge of Allegiance right now, you guys might have heard me say before, I believe once they take that under God out of our Pledge of Allegiance, that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Personally, at this stage of my life, I don't even like saying pledges if I can avoid it. <laughs> um, it's just not something I want to do because the Bible talks about how we should um, not swear by anything. And when you make a pledge, you're kind of swearing by um, something, the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm quoting, quote, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to try to conv convict anybody if, you know, you're fine. I mean, we have a military and stuff like that, and they serve and protect. As long as it has under God, I won't make a big stink about it. But 
they're trying to get rid of God. We are the least religious right now in a society that we've ever been in America. I don't know the numbers exactly, but as far as people who consider themselves religious or people who consider themselves Christian or church attenders, that number has gotten lower than it's ever been. Meanwhile, at the same time, right, the, the, the religion that seems to be gaining the most steam is the religion of human secularism, which is basically do whatever you want to do. Um, and the 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 it seems like the flag of that religion seems to be this LGBTQ plus flag, which now when you look on it, it's got everything on it. It's got it's got LGBTQ, it's got the transgender, it's got the black stripe for Black Lives Matter, it's got brown on there. I guess that's for Latino. It's got something on there for the asexuals. It's it's just this monstrosity of a flag. They got it hanging right outside of my building when I go to work, right? I'm on the third floor of my job <laughs> flag. We, we, we used to just have an American flag. Now we got the American flag and right beside the American flag is that LGBT flag. Now, I don't know if that was just for the month of June or if that's something that they're going to keep up all year. I'm pretty sure I saw it in there like last week. So I don't know if it's going to be up all year or if they just forgot to take it down. But that flag is just as notorious and just as symbolic now or, 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 or just as revered now as the American flag. It's almost like whichever flag you subscribe to is whichever flag you want to represent you and your view of America. So if I was to hang a flag, oh, I see my brother Randy got on. Hey, brother, I'm about to let you in. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, brother. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. I was I was testing the mic earlier, and I didn't see the, like the levels coming up, so I didn't, didn't think you would be able to hear me. It's working. Go ahead and weigh in on this for me, brother. Um, yeah, man. Um, your question is: America a blessed nation, or is it a wicked nation? Um, you know, I think two things can be true at the same time. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Um, kind of, I agree with a lot of what it was that you were saying that it, it, it's a little bit more of a complicated um, answer uh, because <clears throat> if you look at the origins of the nation, um, they were individual colonies. And they all were people coming over here with different motivations. Um, so it was different types of people coming into the nation. Um, they weren't necessarily just this one collective of people with the same mindset, with the same goals. But like you said earlier, um, the thing that kind of united them was this desire for freedom. So I believe that Satan has always had his hand on America, but I also believe that God has always had his hand on America. Mm. And so it's, it's been a struggle from the beginning. Um, one of the things that people like to bring up nowadays is how polarizing and how divided the nation is. But the truth, truth of the matter is it's always been divided. Um, Oh, so like a, a figure like Donald Trump, he gets blamed for, you know, dividing the nation. But is he dividing the nation or is he just kind of exposing how divided the nation already is? Um, mm -hmm. So like you talk about like the 
the overruling of Roe versus Wade. Um, I think that's a hopeful sign because what it did was it took power away from the federal government. And if you study American history, it took time for the federal government to really, um, you know, get the power that it has now. The states used to be very, very powerful because people did not trust a federal government. You know what I'm saying? People did yeah. not trust a federal government. Um, and so the states used to be very, very, very powerful. Um, and so that gives me hope um, that states will start to gain more power as opposed to the federal government, because then we'll see really like how divided this nation really is. And, you know, ultimately, you know, it's not one nation, you know, it's, mm -hmm. It's you could probably consider this, you know, several different nations, you know, wow. in terms of uh, mindset, culture. Um, I was I was hearing about a book. I only got a little snippet about the book. I was listening to the author. He was talking about it and he was saying, like, basically, really simplistically, America has basically two kind of sets of culture. Right kind of a hillbilly type of culture and then like this collegiate aristocratic type of culture. <laughs> uh -huh. Right. And he was yeah. saying his argument was that the, uh, the African-American culture is like a derivative of like that hillbilly culture. Wow. And he was, and he was talking about how blacks and like the re reconstruction era were thriving even beyond the reconstruction era, really all the way up until like the fifties and the sixties were really thriving um, as almost like a, a group of people with their own community, developing their own intellectuals. Um, and he was talking about how um, they were thriving, but what um, the culture and what the media seems to want to promote in Black America is that derivative of that hillbilly culture. Wow. You know, and so it's it's interesting, you know what I mean? I, I think from the origins, it wasn't just one set of country. I think Satan has had his hand on it from the very, very beginning. Um, I but I, I do believe that a lot of the people um um love the Lord, um were were seeking liberty in order to be able to serve him. And mm -hmm. so um I I think you know a lot of this division that's taking place in this country, I think is necessary. Wow. You know, and I, I think it I think it's it's the plan of God to further and further divide these this country because you have all these different things that are taking place, like the whole COVID situation, um, the politics that's going on. It's like people are getting further and further apart because people are realizing like um our values don't align. Wow. You know, you're trying to take this somewhere that I don't want to go. And you know, um, and I'm trying to take this somewhere that you don't want to go. So maybe um Maybe we need to cut ties. Maybe we need to be separated. Maybe we need to, you know, you know, maybe it's going to get to that point, a secession of states yeah. um, or at least more and more independent states um, in America. So, yeah, man, I think I think it could be both. Yeah. As you were saying that, that scripture just came to mind that says um, and I might I'm hoping I get this right. But a, a house that's divided amongst itself cannot stand. Do you think America can stand if it were to go to revert back to being separate like that? Like just I mean, are you saying that there could be a scenario where we just have two separate nations? Right. 
I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, it 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 all it all depends, you know. Uh, I mean, I think for sure uh, there are uh, allegiances, there are a uh, combination of states that could stand on its own, depending on like who gets the nuclear power. You know what I mean? Who mm -hmm. gets you know who gets the spoils of America? Um, so I mean, you hear people use the term civil war, civil war. Um, but I, I do think though, I do think Satan wants this country as a whole. Okay. I think, I think the devil wants this country as a whole and he doesn't want it divided. You know, where it's like, he's going to have it as a whole or he's going to burn the whole thing down. Wow. Because I, I say that based on the reaction of how I see these demonized people acting. Uh, in this in this world, um, they 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 cannot take a loss. Wow! They cannot take a loss. They they have to have everything that they want. Everything has to go their way. And but so it's kind of you, know, you know what I think that is though, brother. I think it's because they're approaching it from a religious standpoint, even though most of them would not understand that a lot of what they believe is religious, right? A lot of what they believe is their religion, even though they don't understand it. And they're very passionate about that religion. There's a guy I listen to, um, Michael knows, he makes this point. He says, in order for a man to believe that he's actually a woman, but he just happens to be trapped inside of a man's body, that's a religious belief. There's nothing scientific about that at all. That's just you believing in, in something esoteric, something that's beyond what we can actually see. Right. And so what yeah. I'm noticing is, like you're saying, Satan's army, they have a lot of zeal, but their zeal is is, is unrighteous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wanted to I was, that out. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too. Just kind of how religious how religious of an expression a lot of these um political spaces have like these ideologies um it's it, it is very it is very religious um you know you know being in church and seeing like the fanaticism of religious beliefs and how also just like the the hierarchy where you can't question um, certain people, um, that kind of structure, you see that in the political system as well. But when I say that Satan wants this country as a whole, he he wants the blessings of this country that it's garner in its whole in its wholeness. He wants the authority that America has had because that's a big play. Like if this country, you know, splits up. And, you know, states secede, whatnot, it's not going to hold the same place in the world. And, you know, I, I do believe that in order for to have some sort of like uh, new world order or something of that nature, some sort of like uh, globalist type of um, state um, government, you do need like a superpower. You do need a superpower to kind of consolidate everything. Yeah. And I think America, America was that, you know, was that place. 
Yeah, man. America, um, you know, the, the scriptures talk about how the government will be set up, you know, in the book of Revelation and all of that and how you have the the, the kingdoms and the seven, the 10 kingdoms and the se- 10 regions and the seven heads and stuff like that. I think it's in Revelation chapter 17. And so there's definitely a lot of alignment that has to happen. It sounds like overall what you're saying, though, is America has been in a tug of war since its inception, right? Almost between good and evil. You said that the devil has had his hand on America and God has also had his hand on America and different people came here for different reasons. Uh, My question to you is, what should should the church be doing right now in America in this season? Got to find a heart of God. You know, the church has to find the heart of God. What is God doing in this season? You know, yeah. um, where how how is this spirit moving? Um, and and this is what we have to find. We cannot take our dictates from the world. And I think that same type of division that we see in America, it exists in the church, where you see the church. And it's some of its leaders are following the currents of the world. Um, so, like one thing is like, like this whole CRT uh, curriculum and, and and ideology. Basically, you have pastors who are remixing that and 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 making that into a theology, and emphasizing race and 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 social justice and all these different types of things. But I mean, I really believe that if we really have a God mindset, we really have a God mindset, a mind of Christ, we will start to realize that everything in history would never have happened. Nothing in history would ever have happened if it wasn't for God allowing it. The scripture says a man can receive nothing unless it's given to him by God. Okay, Mm -hmm. so. If you're if you you have an issue with something that took place in history that you say puts you in a worse position than this other person. Um, first of all, the scripture tells you not to covet what another person has. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so this whole yeah. idea. Yeah. This whole idea of trying to engineer justice and equity. Um, it, it, it's, it's very kind of weird. It's very, very kind of weird. It's almost like godlike. you know, you're trying to engineer justice and equity um, uh, because, oh, this person here was privileged and this person here was not privileged. It's it's all kind of, it's very, very strange, man, because like, who's to say who was privileged and who wasn't? You know, right. this one person looks like a white person, looks completely different from this other person, but you don't know where this person came from. His, you know, his parents were immigrants from Switzerland and they were dirt poor. He came to America and he, I mean, maybe did well for himself, found the American dream. And now you're looking at him like he was a slave master. It's mm-hmm. like, where, where do you get this from? You know, um, so mm-hmm. the, the church, the church is under a lot of pressure right now to yield to these kind of agendas of the world. But now, the problem with the Christian church is that the Christian church has for a long time um you know, I think it's been like 60 years now. It's essentially um, aligned itself with America as a corporation. Wow. You know, it's aligned itself with America as a corporation as far as the 501c3. And if you kind of research that, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
but essentially like most churches are incorporated they're incorporated with the government and yeah. this kind of battle and this division that's taking place in this world is happening on a lot of different fronts not just on the political front of course on the spiritual front but also in the corporate areas you see you're seeing corporations completely abandon their bottom line normally that's what a corporation is all about they're gonna focus on the bottom line which means that they're gonna try to cater to everybody they're mm -hmm. saying you know we're gonna we're gonna isolate ourselves the disney's the the whatever we're gonna isolate ourselves from our main people yeah. the main people who buy our product mm -hmm. because we're so married to this agenda here wow um and that's and that's the problem with you know um being linked and having bed bedfellows with people and i think the church the church has a problem with that as well you know so man it's 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 exciting times man i mean <laughs> we're living in we're living in the day man like sheesh. yeah yeah it, it it is exciting in the literal sense of the word <laughs> randy's one of them christians like it's the time to be alive i'm like take me back to the 90s <laughs> but yeah, yeah man, man I, I i think about that too man like um you know we we i mean we read the stories in the bible and I mean, I think I think about I think about like like people like like myself, like growing up, like playing sports and stuff like that. We always think about wanting to be in the situation where um, you get the glory. Right. You hit that last mm -hmm. shot. And like, you know, what if God is giving us that opportunity? Like in a spiritual sense, you know, in terms of like the Christian walk and um, in terms like, you know, um, uh, uh, being in a crucial moment in human history and God wow. has given us that opportunity um, because that's what, you know, a lot of people dream of to be in those situations. And because that's where the glory is seen, wow. right? That's where the glory is seen. If, if Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan, if he didn't hit, you know, you know, win those championship game seven, you know, final seconds of the game. Um, and, you know, I think like we're 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 in those times. We're not approaching those times like people used to say. Those times we are literally in those times, man. Yeah. And it the funny thing it, it it came like you're talking about. Take me back to the '90s. It really came fast on us. It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did, man. Um, yeah, and I, I understand your point, man, because I've thought thought about that before. We're closers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like to your analogy, um, Michael Jordan. But then even in that, you had specialty players that might not have even started like Amano Ginobili. He was a closer. Mm -hmm. He didn't start, yeah. but they put him in in the fourth quarter. And then I guess if you go to baseball, you got pitchers that are specifically closers. Right. And so from that perspective, man, it, it is an amazing time to be alive. Uh, comment here says we're in the last days even before you said it so there's a lot going on man um with this country one of the things i wanted to ask you as well and i think me and you might have talked about this some time back but america's influence today um of western culture right the the western influence and the influence that we have on the world right now i don't think that's a good thing because 
we've taken that influence and we have we're like the forerunners for you know perversion the forerunners for lgbt the forerunners for drug use and to a certain degree um the forerunners for all of these uh racial issues the forerunners for gun violence and stuff like that so it's like going back to what i said earlier that freedom that we that we have been blessed with we've used it for an occasion to sin right and now other nations are looking at us and a, a lot of nations think we crazy let me say that first and foremost <laughs> but you can't deny the fact that we have influence and it goes to show how powerful media and influence is to the point that you made about the companies because you were saying that a company like a disney or a uh, Procter and Gamble or somebody like that is willing to marginalize part of his profit margin for the <laughs> sake of the message. Right. That, that to me is how I know Satan is behind a lot of this stuff because mm. he's to the point now where he's like, the money's cool, but these companies have gotten so big that it's like right now the messaging and the power and the influence it's more important than the money. So he's like, right. I'll, I'll look Disney. Disney can lose a little bit of money as long as they can get their message across. So what do you think about just what Western culture has, has evolved into because we're a Christian nation, but a lot of the way people act doesn't look Christian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you were speaking, this is what I thought of. You know how the scripture says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance? Mm -hmm. um, and so, okay, let's look at, let's, you talk about how America is able to export culture and ideology um, and how that's been used for evil. But what if that was a gift that God gave this country? Almost like a, if you think about how the Bible says we are not all apostles and some are prophets, some are evangelists, some are teachers. What if different societies or civilizations could be like have an office wow. to serve God's purpose in a certain way? And like America had a calling upon itself to be able to because you hear that a lot. You know, America has like a little bit of a platform, a big platform to be able to export um, culture. You know, it's music gets everywhere. Um, it's movies gets everywhere. And so what if that's a gift, a calling, um, a, uh, a office that God has allowed it to have? And like you said, now we know that the devil has has used it. But what if what if God can use that as well? Um, so, um, you know, it, the influence of America, you know, like it's like you said, is a forerunner for all these different um, really basically satanic and just wicked deprived kind of uh, lifestyles and, and things like that. And it's gotten to a point where I know like the last uh, uh, was it toy story. Like it was banned in like 14 different Muslim nations and stuff like that. People yeah. are like, listen, man, we, we don't, we don't want this stuff. You know, other countries like, man, we, we don't, we're not no longer looking to America to be able to be this city on a hill, you know, this, this, these people who are going to tell us how to live our lives. Hmm. Um, but what is, what if, what if that is an office? You know what I mean? If we think about the nation of Israel, you know, Israel still exists and, you know, Israel is not 
occupying the space in the world where, you know, God intended it. You know, God said, Israel is my firstborn. But if we look at Israel, we don't see we see a lot of the same problems that um, we see here in America in terms of culture and, you know, sin, basically. Yeah. Um, but God still has a God still has a hand, his hand on Israel because he made a promise on Israel. What if that's the, you know, the case with the nations of the world? And, you know, America being one of it, like, you know, the Gibson Collins are not without repentance. And so, um, you know, God can raise up people to be, you know, kind of some like when we were talking about before, you know, in a private conversation about God using us in the arts and music and, mm -hmm. and things like that. These are things that the church itself has marginalized. The church has says, you know, you know, a lot of this stuff just belongs to the world. and We're not going to, you know, really focus too much on that because the, the, the church has been kind of, you know, afraid to really go into culture, but we see culture is a major weapon for the devil. So maybe that's an office that America has. Yeah, I definitely can see that, um, that influence. And that's a great point about what countries could have been blessed with and how God can have his hand. It just really goes to show you how, how long suffering God is. Um, the scripture says that, um, he's long suffering, not willing that any should perish. You know, the mm -hmm. Lord doesn't slack concerning his promises, but at the same time, it's like he doesn't want us to um, to perish. And so I am hoping that the Roe versus Wade was a was a positive. Um, well, I know it was a positive thing, but I'm hoping that it was a sign of things to come. Now, mm -hmm. are people going to wake up because to your point, what it did was it created a lot of vitriol and it really all of these div divisive topics is just exposing everyone. You know, God is drawing a line in the sand. You mentioned Trump earlier. What Trump did was he actually said the things that other people were afraid to say. So once he said them, it was like people were like, OK, well, I believe that, too. And I'm glad he said it. Right. And then other people were like, I can't believe he said it. <laughs> and so right. ever, ever since that time period and probably a little bit yeah. before it, just division being drawn in the sand. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I want to do is kind of read a few comments. Uh, you can hang on if you want. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if there are too many here, but I just want to kind of get a feel for what folks are saying as far as, uh, as far as this topic now. Okay. Uh, here's a topic from Jesus Christ of Nazareth daughter. Sister Corinne says, I can say we have, Two nation, Jews and Gentiles, Americans and different nations are part of the Gentile nation because you are American, but different ethnics. Am I right? Um, so I guess that's a question. Um, I guess from God's perspective, he does look at things as uh, Jews and Gentiles. Once somebody becomes saved and they become a born again believer, the Bible says, I think it might be in Romans, that we become a Jew as one inwardly, right? And that, that uh, you know, we become engrafted in. So even if America is a Gentile nation, once we kind of take on Christianity, we might we are sons and daughters of God, whoever is born again. So in a way, you could say it's that way. But I think the main thing is that we're just saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so somebody said we live in a broken world. Okay, Sister Brittany says, I think America is like a type of Rome of our time. We definitely have that that Corinth vibe, that Rome vibe, and it's a little bit scary to watch because if you look at the fall of a lot of those civilizations, one of the main indicators that a society is about to fall is when they start to get into heavy perversion. And right now, America is into heavy perversion. And um, now we're dealing with a lot of social issues. And I think, was it you, Randy, telling me about how there was a nation that was at war with another nation? And then they ended up sending the men, like, perverted images to weaken the men? Did you tell me something like that? Maybe no, like that wasn't Okay, my bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. Somebody was telling me about how, uh, I want to say it was like Palestine or something like that, but they wanted to weaken the army of this nation, right? And one of the strategies that they did was they sent a lot of um, propaganda, like uh, perverted images and pornography to the men. And the idea behind it was that it was going to dilute the the the, the, the that particular culture and it was going to weaken those men. So I'm going to have to go back and figure out who told me that <laughs> and then figure out, um, like, uh, you know, verify that that's true. But, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's that's interesting um, because over the past couple of days, one thing I've been thinking about is just like the men in America. And like if I would say, you know, the number one weakness would be um the sexual nature or the like the weakness, the addiction to basically addiction to ejaculation is basically that's like the number one weakness of men. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you, know, and, you know, like I, I talk to a lot of men and a lot of men, they deal with the porn addiction and stuff like that. And you see like how how big, you know, the porn industry is and how it's grown over the last like basically like the last 30, 20 years. Um, it's not, it's not been a good thing, um, for men. It's not been a good thing for families. Yeah, I agree. You know, the Bible even talks about, don't give your strength to women. Um, I think that a lot of the strength of men has, has been forfeited over to women. Um, we even see that in the, in the tide of how things are going, like, you know, uh, leadership positions, um, the feminist movement and all these different things. And we're starting to see the fruit of some of those things. Um, I talk about Biden and all of that, but if like, let's say he were to get impeached or something like that, then we would have a female president in Kamala Harris. So uh, there's a lot, lot to be said about the tide. Um, Brother Shannon says, Bold Soldier for Christ, you guys can check out his channel. He says, when we turn our backs on God and say, we don't want Jesus then these are the results. Judgment. It will get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't even get into it tonight, but the Bible talks all throughout the Proverbs and other places about what makes a blessed nation and what makes a cursed nation. And one of them that I can think of right offhand, I got to find it. But it's something about... uh. uh basically of a nation 
honors the God, honors God, then they'll be blessed. So this is not the one I'm thinking of, but Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalm 33 and 12 says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance, right? So if we keep God as our Lord, we will be blessed, but we have to be mindful not to forsake him. Let me see if there's some other comments. We used to be a blessed nation, but not anymore, and we can see it. Beast of Good Cheer says, we are the we are a land of milk and honey. We are blessed. All right. She's confident with that answer. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's a lot of um a lot of interesting feedback. B says, this is a fallen world. I will focus on the goodness of God. We need to focus on God and make sure we're in the ark. Amen. Here's a question. I'm not sure if this is rhetorical. Sister Yvette says, feels like we're sitting ducks to the, quote, freedoms, but God gives us a free will. Who are we to control that? Hmm. I think she's referring to what I was saying earlier about how people are using the freedom to be sinful, right? As an occasion to the flesh. And she's saying, you know, well, who are we to really control others? And I agree. I don't think I'm suggesting that we're trying to control anybody else, but just speaking to that influence that we were talking about, I do believe that the goal of the church, Jesus commissioned us to make disciples so we have to go out and um, exercise influence, right? So I'm trying to persuade or convince um, gainsayers, what the Bible says, those people that don't believe the Bible and all of that type of stuff. We just want to convince gainsayers. A gainsayer is basically a naysayer, somebody that's skeptical about the Lord. Um, I just want to say this. Um because that question made me think about uh, a discussion that I was having with somebody. Um, one of the things that you heard uh, when Roe v. Wade was overturned was that as far as people who are, maybe they're not necessarily pro-abortion, but feel as though um, they're pro-choice, but they may not be pro-abortion. So um, one, one, one person said, you know, I'm not for abortion, but I still believe that a woman should have a choice. And they said, oh, you know, who who are, you know, Christians to force their religion on 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 other people? And so here's what I say to that. Um, if you have a law that says um, um, it's illegal to kill somebody, is that me forcing my religion on you? Or mm -hmm. if you have a law that says it's illegal to steal, is that me forcing my religion on you? Now, mm -hmm. those things my religion happened to be um, in agreement with those things. But those laws are not man's laws. Those laws are written on your conscience. Mm. I'm not forcing my religion on you by telling you that you cannot kill that baby. That's not me forcing my religion on you. That's our conscience says that. That is something that my conscience tells me is wrong. And the Bible talks about us making as, as Christians, you know, bring into light the conscience of men. That's part of what our, our we should be able to do. But my mm -hmm. religion technically is 
my religion technically is I believe that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God who who whose sacrifice was the the redemption of man. That's my religion, right? Uh, you know, it, I, you could be anti-abortion, you could still not be part of my religion. There are people on this world that you can go to in different parts of this world and you can try to explain abortion to them and they will have no idea what you're even talking about. They cannot even perceive the motivation for a mother to kill their own child. There are parts in the world, why? Because the conscience is already telling them this. So what, what we want to do in this world is not force our religion on anybody because our religion comes through revelation. But what we want to do is gear people closer to the baseline morality that God has already written on their conscience. Wow. The stuff that people are doing in this world and they're trying to make normal and they're trying to say that's okay. It's humans cannot survive like that. Mm. You, you can't live. You're not designed to live like that. That's baseline morality. And so yeah. we're, 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 we're trying to, at least keep the world on that level. That's basic because the Bible says people who, who need the law are the brutes. Yeah. The animalistic. The, the, the religion that I have is far more higher than the righteousness that like we're trying to uh, at least uphold in this world. This basic standard of righteousness and right mm -hmm. or wrong that we're trying to uphold in this world. So it's not, it's not me forcing my religion on you. We know that killing is wrong. We all know this. Mm -hmm. We all know this. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows this. You know? Yeah. It's amazing how we know this, but there are people who are so adamant and devoted to the complete opposite. And it kind of makes you wonder how that is. It makes me think a lot about a couple, two scriptures come to mind. One of them is, if our gospel be hid, it's because the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded the minds, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ could shine through. So uh, then the other scripture that came to mind was people's conscience being seared by a hot iron or like a hot iron, right? And so it's almost like God has imprinted his laws on the conscience of man, on the minds of man, right? But uh, you know, what Satan does, and this is with the me the media we were talking about and just these um, doctrines of devils and stuff like that, it's like he's taking an iron and literally trying to iron it out. And yeah. so I, I love the scripture you mentioned about bringing the conscious, uh, bringing man's consciousness to light, um, allowing them to be able to get out of that slumber because that's how folks are able to, 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 to think that way. You say, okay, well, if everybody knows this, why there's so many people that, that disagree or that come against it, it's because right now their consciences are seared. Um, in Romans chapter one, it even talks about how it can get to the point of being reprobate. So we, we have to be in, just as intentional about that message. I say this all the time. Super Bowl ads will cost millions of dollars just to get 15 to 30 seconds of your time right because they know how important messaging is and mm. satan is working non-stop he's using the companies now all of almost all of the companies are corrupt 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 there's mm-hmm. certain companies I'm boycotting, but I'm like, if I if I boycott all these other things, I'm I ain't gonna have no wardrobe. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, but that's yeah. kind of where we are. Yeah, yeah. man. Man. Well, uh, yeah, man. Thanks. I, I just wanted to chime in. You know, just wanted to say, you know, it, it could be uh, more complicated. You know, the nation itself was you know, kind of founded with a a very diverse group of people, people that really didn't have much in common to begin with. And, you know, I think that still runs through the fabric of this nation today, where you got, you know, very, very different types of folks. And I think, you know, I, 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 you know, you know, God, he will separate the sheep from the goat, you know, the wheat from the tares. And that's, I believe that's taking place in this nation and, um, how that's going to turn out, um, uh, is is yet to be yet to be seen but um you know i just want to be i want to be found on the right side you know what i mean i want to be i want to i want to be on the lord's side you know whatever you know i there's a one of the prophetic books i think is in ezekiel and um the the scripture says that god was sent um you know the the spirit of the lord or something like that is going to look over the land and before like the sword hits the land He's going to say, um, show me a man who is, I mean, doing something as slightly as he's sighing. You know, he's sighing over the wickedness. He's sighing over how far, you know, the people have come. Um, I'll share this real quick story with you. Um, There was a time when I was living in Philadelphia and I was on a bus, right? I was on a bus and there was these two, like, that's all I have. Two girls, two African-American women. And be right? blessed. They mm-hmm. were young, like in their twenties and nineteen or something like that. And they were on the bus and they were talking louder than anybody. Every I, I'm on the I'm in the back of the bus. They're in the middle of the bus. You, everybody can hear them on the bus. Yeah. And the girl. Now we you know we see this all the time, but she started to refer to herself as like a bee, and like and like just constantly refer to herself as a B and like, you know, they were referring to each other as, you know, my B, you know, his B and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in the back cause I can, I'm in the back and I can see everybody and the faces of the people um, mostly like, I want to mind my own business. I'm gonna keep my eyes in this direction. I noticed one man, right. An older gentleman, he's probably like 65 or something like that. And he was looking at them. And tears was coming down his his face. He wow. was weeping as he was listening to them, like talk about themselves, like the way that they were talking. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? I was like, wow. So like when you see um, the stuff that's taking place in the land, God is watching. And there are people with, you know, I think about the scripture, it says, blessed are those who mourn. Because they should be comforted. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are genuinely mourning in this world right now as how far this country has fallen. You know, genu- they they are genuinely mourning. And there are other people who are like, uh, yeah, it's it's messed up, but uh, it is what it is. I'm gonna mind my own business and keep it pushing. You know, some people that that they don't really care that much. Yeah. And you know, and and it's up to God to be able to discern these types of people. And I believe that's what God is doing. God is doing in this world right now, 
at all these different things. We see like really the collapse of institutions. We're hearing about stuff with the Supreme Court and like stuff we never heard before, um, you know, taking place even with the president and like all this stuff is really, really uh, uncharted territory. As far as I'm concerned, I've never seen this stuff before. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, this stuff is really worthy of, you know, sorrow. You know what I mean? It's really worthy of sorrow because if you think about the status and kind of the dignity, like the senator with the like in, in Rhode Island. Yeah, that's something. That. It's sad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's something yeah. that's truly, truly sad. Um. So and then you know what's crazy about it is um, the people who uh, are doing these things, um, they'll double down on it. People will people will step in and say, hey, can't you see like what you're doing is wrong? This is not befitting. This is not even a Christian argument. Right. This is just this is just like a, a, an argument from just a human perspective about um, class. And people still can't get it and they'll wow. double down on like the erroneous, unethical, um, classless behavior Um so it's it's interesting, man. I think God is watching. God's watching how we are reacting to this stuff and who's really um, heartbroken, who's really heartbroken at this stuff. Um, and, you know, there's some people in the. Oh, man, I, I'm not sure if we lost Randy. Um, looks like he might have had some. uh service issues but man i'm uh oh wait hey you back yeah man yeah that's it for me man yeah. i just wanted to share that i appreciate you coming on brother um definitely appreciate the insight man um yeah so i appreciate it brother have a good one god bless man family um great points by brother randy I don't I don't need to recap that. You guys heard it. So much to be said. God is looking for somebody who is heartbroken over what's going on. I need to do better because I feel like I cope in different ways. I feel like I cope with. Um, here's what I feel. I'm going to be honest with y'all. So I have a heart for souls. At the same time, sometimes I feel like. If I were to really be heartbroken over everything going on in this country uh i would you know not be happy <laughs> and maybe that's out a little selfish maybe that's not not what god is looking for but I, I believe that we can have hope i believe we can also be um, heartbroken over what's going on i believe we can weep for souls and i believe we can have joy at the same time so i need to find that balance personally um I think it's necessary. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read just a few more comments and then we're going to wrap it up. And I'm at the end of the chat log. So forgive me if you commented something earlier and I missed it. But uh, let me just get a few in here before we close out. Sister Shatiera says, I just watched a video on Jordan Peterson and his view on Western culture, Western church culture. He made some really good points on how we've made it easy to be a Christian meaning the church standards have fallen. 
Yeah, I didn't see that, sister, but I know who Jordan Peterson is, and that's interesting that he said that. I believe Jordan Peterson is either an atheist or an agnostic, so there's a lot of Christians who are praying for his salvation because he definitely is kind of in that um, uh, evangelical conservative realm, so hopefully he'll be saved. You know, there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people who have the good sense that God gave them. Um, they got morality. They respect Christians. They understand the Bibles to a certain degree, but they just haven't quite gotten that push over the edge to be born again. So we just want to keep praying for those people and spreading the word. Uh, Sister Corinne says, Samson and Delilah. I think she's referring to when, uh, the, the weakness of American men giving their strength to women. Let's pray for Americans and other countries, especially those who are in the faith. Amen. Moni says that at the same time, if a woman have a baby and throws it in the garbage, people will look at her terribly. But if she gets an abortion, she is considered just. Yeah. We have enough infrastructure in this country to deal with that. See, the whole issue about abortion, I'm not going to get into this too deep because because we passed uh, eight o'clock. But uh, I heard somebody say it this way. They said, I'm pro-choice, but the choice is not whether or not you want to kill the baby or not. The choice is who you chose to sleep with, to sleep with rather. Um, the fact that you chose to have unprotected sex, the fact that you chose to have it in the first place. Now, of course, some people might say uh, sex in the first place. And some people might say, okay, you got situations of rape and incest. Well, statistically, that is less, that's like less than 1% of the abortion cases. So more often than not, that's an aberration. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but my point is that most of what we're talking about is willful people making willful decisions and to fix that willful decision, they want to go into more sin, right? And what really needs to happen is folks need to come into the consequences of the sin because God designed, see, see, this is what we got to understand about God. Consequences is the grace of God. And consequences are the grace of God because when you do that sin and you realize the consequence, it's going to trigger something in you to say, okay, when I did that, when I did X, Y, and Z, a, B, and C happened, and I don't want A, B, and C to happen again. So I'm going to think twice the next time, right? I'm going to I'm going to do something different. Okay, it's it's the Bible says that God chastises those that He loves. So it's almost like a kid reaching on the stove, and the the parent smacked the hand of the child. That child is going to know because of that smack, the the pain that I felt from that smack. I know that I don't need to touch that stove again. But if that if that kid does it when the parents not looking or they never get smacked and they never establish discipline, then they're going to just continuously run from things. And that's all the abortion is, is using sin to cover up a sin. So, yeah, you have a choice. Your choice was whoever you chose to sleep with unprotected. 
Uh, there's like 12 ways. First of all, <laughs> the word of God says we shouldn't even be fornicating. So that's good step one. But then on top of that, you got like 12 forms of uh, of contraception that you can use to not get pregnant. It's, it's not that hard to not get somebody pregnant. I got like six friends that I grew up with, seven, if I wanted just eight, really. And none of us have kids uh, except one. Now, that's one out of eight. That's not bad. Now, do any of their girls have abortions? I really don't know. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to say with the whole abortion thing. But my point is people try to cover it up. And I just like it because it's one more barrier to somebody's conscience to let them know, OK, I did something wrong in hopes that they might be saved. Paul said it this way. He said there was some guy that was acting out. This might have been in, in the, uh, the book of Corinthians. He said, I turned that guy over to Satan. I turned him over to the devil in hopes that the flesh might be destroyed so that the spirit might be saved. In other words, sometimes you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And what Paul is basically saying is, I'm going to let this person find out on his own. Because when I tried to tell him he didn't listen, he came to church, he didn't listen. So we'll let the world do what it's designed to do. The wages of sin is death. And, and what leads up to death is pain. So before we actually die, a lot of times it's a lot of pain first, which is grace. <laughs> like if you could be in pain and not die, that's a blessing, right? Um, because you're we're all worthy of death. We are born in sin, um, shaped in iniquity, and our righteousness is like filthy rags. So point being, um, it's needful for us to go through consequence so we can realize that we need God, that we need forgiveness, that we made mistakes. But if you just cover it up, you, you do just that. You just cover it up and you never come into that that uh mindset of repentance you never come into the mindset of shame i've said it on here before a lot of people today are trying to well the the, the devil is trying to remove shame okay if you you call somebody fat they call it fat shaming well really if somebody is ashamed of being fat that's going to inspire them to get in shape which is producing life in them it's producing health Okay, they call somebody a, 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 a slut. They call that slut shaming. So the devil's goal, remove all the shame so we can be as free, quote unquote, as we want to be with no consequence. People are making a decision to live like that. Unfortunately, that consequence is going to be hell. I'd rather get my consequence down here on earth which is like a precursor for hell and get it right on this side rather than go through something, uh, excuse me, not go through rather than not go through anything and think I'm all good. And then I open up my eyes in eternity and I find out that the Lord says, depart from me. I never knew you. So that's my biggest fear. Uh, Matthew chapter seven, where the Lord says, many have come in my name saying, Lord, Lord, and I say unto them, depart from me. I never knew you. That's my biggest fear. Okay, so I'm fearing God. But listen, family, 
It is just about 8.30 on the dot. I apologize for not being able to get to every comment, but I thank y'all for tuning in. I learned a lot. I'm glad Brother Randy came on. I'm glad a lot of you weighed in about America. You know, is it good? Is it evil? I see it. I see it from both sides. You know what I mean? I see it from both sides. So I appreciate Randy saying that, you know, we're we're a uh, hodgepodge of different people. And since its inception, uh, we've been in a bit of a tug of war. That's the thing about history. It's his story. Right. So when we look at history, think about what's going on. We got to take it with a grain of salt. But listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me on this solid talk. Prayerfully, you gain something out of this discussion. I'm always glad to hang out. Um, I love it when y'all come on. It makes the conversation so much more dynamic. Um, I get to hear other perspectives. So Lord willing, I'm going to try to get these topics in earlier in the week so you guys can begin to think about what's on your mind and how you feel about it and maybe even join in. But other than that, that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. Pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture and godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya. Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya. Just walk and get the best of ya. I'm trying to tell you, bruh, only a render shall be saved. We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna to keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i want to be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day this daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in